Welcome to Joy Field and Jesus Led. I'm your host, Tony Daniels, sharing real life stories and practical tools that not only let you know you're not alone, but also help you become the emotional, spiritual ninja warrior you were created to be. This is somewhat of a surprise season on child level maturity, what it is, why it's important, and what are the key factors in parenting your own children through this stage. In this episode, I share with you some of the key tasks necessary for helping our children mature emotionally during the school age years, what their responsibilities are, and how we as their caregiver and their community can help them grow up to take care of themselves well. Hope you enjoy. Hi there. So maturity has been on my heart recently, probably because my youngest children are turning 12 and 13 this year. And if you know anything about Life Model Works or the Life Model, Living from the Heart Jesus Gave You, then you have heard of the famous maturity charts. And these have been super helpful for me as a parent because when I started parenting, honestly, it was like, how do you do this? Where's the manual? And I don't even know what's important and what what's not important. And you know that, you know, growing and learning builds on previous foundations and builds on different steps. And so, you know, you can't teach them everything at once, right? <laughs> I honestly just had no clue what was important and what was not important. And so when I came across the life model by Jim Wilder and several other psychologist. I was super excited because it kind of gave me a roadmap to use to help my children grow and mature appropriately in the stages that they were biologically meant to do that. So today I'm going to be talking a little bit about the child stage. The The child stage of maturity, according to um, Life Model Works, you know, really begins at age four and goes through age 12. They cannot complete these steps before age 12 biologically. It's impossible. So we can't require someone under 12 to move into an adult stage of maturity, right? So they're in their child stage. And the primary task of this stage is to take care, to learn to take care of yourself. And this is not just physically, although that's a huge part of it, right? We hope by 12, our kids can brush their hair and their teeth and tie their own shoes and even cook their own food for themselves if they had to. So that that's without question a physical thing. But taking care of oneself also means emotionally being able to take care of yourself because the adult stage of life invites you to then start simultaneously taking care of another human and yourself. So they can't really do that well if they don't know how to take care of themselves first. So that's kind of what we're supposed to be focusing on during the all of these years with our children. And these are some of the community and family tasks that we're supposed to do as parents, right? Or, Or aunts and uncles for these children in our communities. We're supposed to teach and allow them to appropriately articulate their needs. So of course, at four, a four-year-old has no clue what they need nor how to articulate that, right? So by 12, you're hoping that that child can appropriately articulate their feelings and then their needs, ask for what they need instead of acting out, right? We don't want a 12-year-old pitching a fit because they want a lollipop, right? We want them to be able to say, mom, I'd really like a sucker today. Is that possible? Can I have that, <laughs> right? So you can see how that how important that is. And a child has to learn to ask for what is needed. 
and they have to learn to be able to say what they're thinking and what they're feeling. And that's huge for them to be able to put into words their feelings and their thoughts. So you might have heard me talk a little bit about Luke 10 and how we promote two rhythms of practice to do daily with your children. And those are checking in, sharing your emotions with each other that help facilitate heart-to-heart connection. And then we talk about listening to God together and just sitting in, in silence and quiet and then articulating what you thought or what you experienced. So if you're practicing a church of two or a church of few, as we call it in Luke 10, then By 12, your children will hands down have this skill taken care of. They will be able to say what they're feeling with confidence. They'll be able to ask for their needs to be met. And they might even be be able to get their needs met from Christ uh, and from God as they've been learning to go to him with their emotional needs. Of course, we as parents are that in physical presence for them during these years. But we're training their brain to automatically start going to God. Right. So the second thing um, that we do as a community is we help our children evaluate the consequences of their own behaviors. Right. And identify what satisfies them. So their personal task at that at that point is to learn what brings them personal satisfaction. Right. So if they don't do this, then they end up being obsessed with food and drugs and sex and money and power overachievement, et cetera, right? In order to find satisfaction or feel valuable. Um, so this is a this is so important, right? That we help them know that, you know, if they eat too much sugar, they could get diabetes, right? Or if they uh, don't exercise, they could um, have heart problems later or circulation issues, right? Like there's certain things that we have to do to take care of ourselves so that we don't have these negative consequences. If we don't brush our teeth, we'll get cavities, right? So it's just, it's kind of that simple, but then it goes all the way to, um, you know, how do I satisfy myself emotionally even, right? How do I find comfort? Um, does, how does, how do I comfort myself in a way that's satisfying, right? Um, so The third thing that we do as parents is we challenge and encourage our children to do difficult tasks that they don't feel like doing, right? And their job is to develop persistence to do hard things well. So when our kids turned 10 and 11, we individually took them on retreats and talked to them about these tasks that we were training them in, that we had been training them in since they were four, right? And we had our children evaluate how well they think they're they're doing in each one of these categories and which categories we needed to really work on in the next year so that by 13, they kind of had all this down. Developing persistence to do hard things was top at their list of things they still needed to work on. It was amazingly beautiful. Um, but yeah, doing hard things that you don't want to do, making your bed, doing your chores, doing your homework, right? All of these things are hard things that we really don't want to do but we have to learn to do them and have the persistence or the grit, right? To be able to hang in there when it gets hard or when we just don't want to do something. So, um, you know, with my kids, what that has looked like, that training has looked like is, um, and finding satisfaction, it's looked like trying different things and making them stick with it, even though they didn't like it, just at least for the semester, right? Or for the course of the, the, the duration of the course that they were in. So it could be, 
um, you know, taking a class, a language class that they wanted to take, but then they get into it and they hate it. Well, it's a six week course. So we don't, we don't quit what we've started, right? That's just part of the Daniels family. We don't quit something we've started. So we finish it through and then we don't ever have to do it again if we didn't like it, right? So, so we've seen that with ballet, with soccer, with baseball, with language classes. I mean, so many things, both of my children have tried, gotten into it, didn't like it, had to finish it anyway. Um, and, and they learned over all these years, over these 10 years, right, that they can finish something even when they don't like it. Really, really important uh, task to learn to do at that age. Then we provide opportunities to develop their unique talents and interests. That's something else the parents and the community around gives to our children and their job is to develop their personal resources and talents, right? So for our Annie, uh, we could tell by the time she was literally two years old that she loved to draw and that she was going to be an amazing artist. And so we just fueled that as much as we could. And she has developed it. She will draw eight hours a day if allowed to. Whereas Matt, um, very early from two years as well, showed interest in building things and taking things apart, um, architecture, uh, engineering, things like that. He was very interested in motion and movement and how things moved, how machines worked. So we've been trying to foment that and encourage that his whole life. We've also tried a million other things to see if they're interested in them, right? Fishing and camping and hiking and sports, all kinds of sports and different robotics and all kinds of things. So um, they've had a chance to just explore and figure out what they really like and what they don't like. Their task in that is to learn to know themselves and to actually take responsibility to make themselves understood to others. So can they explain themselves to someone else? A, a big piece of this uh, for us has been our Annie because she's a high introvert. And, you know, a lot of times she doesn't want to play with her friends. And, you know, it's hard sometimes because they really want to play with her. And so she's had to navigate over these last, definitely last three or four years. How do I explain myself well to my friend so that they know I love them, but I cannot be with them right now because I need time alone to recharge. So she's been learning to explain herself to her friends so that they still feel loved, but they understand that she's just different. She really needs downtime in order to, um, you know, to recharge herself and be full. The last task that we do as parents is we educate the child about our family history as well as the history of the family of God so that they can see kind of where they fit into this big picture. Their job is to understand how they fit into history as well as the big picture of what life is about. And that's important because if, they, if we don't do this for them, they're going to feel disconnected from history and they'll be unable to actually protect themselves from family lies or family dysfunctions that are passed on. And so we talk a lot in our family about um, the ways that we were raised, that, um, you know, the ways my, my parents were raised and my grandparents were raised and the maybe the faulty thinkings or the limiting beliefs that, that they might have passed down to me um, and the ways that God's healed me of those things and, and, and even sins in our family that have kind of run through our family um, 
helping them understand those things, helping them understand that like there's no skeletons in the closet, basically. <laughs> in our family, all the skeletons are out on the table so that my children already know what they are and how to not be controlled by them, if that makes sense. So these are the, the main six tasks that a, a parents are to give their children during this age four to 12. And what the child is supposed to work on during that stage of maturity as well. So I laid all that out in this podcast, and um, but I want to actually share some stories um, in the in the weeks to come of just conversations with my kids that that have shown their maturity or help again reorient them around this idea of knowing yourself, knowing who you are, knowing how to communicate that to others so that you are fully ready to enter into adulthood where you learn to simultaneously take care of two people instead of just yourself. So hope that was helpful for today. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Joy Field and Jesus Led. Have you learned to take care of yourself well? Can you articulate your needs? If these tasks seem daunting to you as a parent, maybe it's a good time to work on shoring up your own maturity. Luke 10 is a great place to start. See the show notes below to begin your journey. Until next time.